that is why we host. We host people to bring them into our home, to create a closer bond with them, to have a night of entertainment and enjoyment. So why can't it actually feel like what it's supposed to be? And I never could understand that. <laughs> there were times I would bend over backwards, host everybody at my house and everyone would leave. And I was like, I'm never doing that again. And I thought mm -hmm. there has to be a better way. So this is kind of my mantra in life. Like there has to be a better way. If that felt stressful, how can we make this easier? Hello there. Welcome to the Thriving Family Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. It's Teresa and Barbara. We're so happy you're here. We know how many great podcasts are out there, and we're grateful that you're taking the time to hang out with us in a supportive space to fill your cup and elevate your life. This podcast is about parenting, but a lot about taking care of you as the parent. We are the captain of our family ship, so the better we feel, the more smooth sailing there is for everyone. We really want to discuss the tough and awkward subjects that we all come across in parenting, especially with school-aged and older kids. We're here with you through all the peaks and valleys to hold space for you through all the feels and to help make sure you always put on your own oxygen mask first. Our hope is that you know you're never alone in parenting and that we're here to support you at every stage. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you, and we provide new content every week. If you have a question for us, please reach out on Instagram at Thriving Family Podcast. We're here for you, so let us know what topics would be helpful and that you're interested in. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with family and friends. If you leave a review, you'll have the opportunity to win a gift that we absolutely love. We'll tell you more about it at the end of the episode. Let's get started. Happy hosting season. Do you ever get a little anxiety when you're hosting or just kind of know that there's a better way to do it than what you're currently doing? Well, that was Teresa and I, and we were so lucky to have Nicole Jakes on with us today. She is the modern day, lovely, fun, easygoing Martha Stewart. She is such a treasure and she is the CEO of Jake's house and she's a wife, a mom of two, home cook and avid entertainer. She grew up in Sonoma, California and now is in Oregon like me and she shows up to make life a little more delicious through easy to follow recipes, cleaning hacks, hosting tips and daily lifestyle. I mean, she makes cleaning a dishwasher look fun and easy. I mean, that's a treasure in itself. She finds inspiration to fall more in love with your kitchen, home, and overall life. She is such an awesome girl and we had so much fun and I feel way more confident and excited about my hostessing this season. I hope you feel the same and excuse my voice because I was getting over a cold in this episode, so it was kind of coming back, but it's definitely worth the listen. Enjoy. Hello, Nicole. I am so thrilled to have you on today. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here with you. And you'll have to excuse my voice getting over a cold. It's going around. So I'm just going to be a little huskier today. But I fell in love with you on Instagram. Someone shared about you and I've been following you ever since. And I just love that you are like the modern, beautiful, real and attainable Martha Stewart. It's like the best. Thank you. That is quite the compliment. I will take it. I'm so glad that 
whomever connected us did. That's what I love about social media. You just connect with people all over the world and it's so amazing. So I'm so glad you found me. I'm so glad that we're here chatting. I know. And social media, there's so much out there and so much negativity of people not feeling good about themselves or, you know, the comparison. And you have just done such a beautiful job of showing up daily for your audience and connecting and being so real. We love having powerful, real, engaging women on. And so it's just really nice. And thank you for doing that out there because it's so needed. You know, the past couple of years have just been hard on everybody. And so now that we're like finally at this beautiful time of being able to reconnect and be re-inspired. If you can do it and you can reach a lot of people and make an impact, like there's no better gift to me. So thank you for all your kind words. I'm blushing. (laughs) That's our goal. That's our goal. If you don't mind, would you share how you kind of got going? I know you've like been raised with amazing hostesses and everything like that, but I love hearing how people start like spreading it and getting out there and like sharing their gifts and their magic. Absolutely. So my biggest inspiration in the kitchen was my grandmother, who was a Southern like self-taught cook and was just amazing. And she really taught me that you can show your love to other people through food. And I was always really intrigued in that. She was a woman of few words. And when they, they did come, they were really wise. And so she taught me a lot of my daily mantras for sure. And I carry her with me. She's around me always. My mom, who is her daughter, was a big hostess, like you mentioned. And I watched her host elaborate parties when we lived in New York and Sonoma, California. And I just always was entertained, you know, as the 10 year old sitting on the stairs, listening to her parties and her friends all connecting and laughing and at this bonding over a really great meal. And I just thought, gosh, this is an extension of my grandma in such a different form. I started the platform just a year and a couple months ago. And I thought it was just going to be a nice creative outlet for my brain to share just about what I do. My friends were really encouraging and they were like, I don't know why you're not sharing this with the world. And I thought, well, how do you do that? And they said on social media, you should just create a platform. And so it was born. It started based in charcuterie and teaching people how to do charcuterie boards, which was very trendy, still is at the time. And quickly it changed to recipes, broader cleaning tips, tricks, hosting, as well as family recipes, and then some of our traditions. And it's just been amazing to see where it's taken me. It came into my life at the perfect time because I feel like A lot of us got burned out during COVID because we were cooking so many meals. We were in our house all the time. And you have, I mean, what you can make fun is such a gift. I mean, you make cleaning a dishwasher look fun. That is like other level. And I think homemaking is such a wonderful thing. And again, we all got, a a lot of us got burned out on having to do all this stuff, but it's, it's so fun. And I love all your tips and tricks because like many of my friends get burned out on our recipes, what we're doing every week. And then you get on and you're like, Hey, and the weight of my heart is telling me how to make a meal for my family quickly and easily. I'm like, <laughs> Boom, I love you. And so I've, I've done many of your recipes. Crockpot might be one of my favorite words because it encompasses all that like quick, easy, and yummy. And also I wanted to bring up that hosting because we are in hosting season. And I want to talk about Thanksgiving and Christmas because you've been sharing so many valuable, helpful things. I think hosting gives a lot of people 
anxiety. If you're not an extrovert and you're kind of forced into this role, whether it's you're hosting family or you're hosting friends. And so I, I love how you come about with your tips of just making it really easy, seamless, and kind of filling in those gaps where it creates panic of like, okay, well, when your guests come, this is what you can give them to do. This is how to handle this. This is how to handle that. And so if you don't mind sharing a couple of those things to take the anxiety out of hosting, because I, I love them. I love hosting, but also me, who's an extrovert, still is like not nailing it in all the areas. No, absolutely. So hosting is one of those that when you try to do it all and take on every little bit and piece brand new and don't let anybody help, quote unquote, it will just be more stress and a heavier weight on your shoulders than it will be enjoying. And that is why we host. We host people to bring them into our home, to create a closer bond with them, to have a night of entertainment and enjoyment. So why can't it actually feel like what it's supposed to be? And I never could understand that. <laughs> there were times I would bend over backwards, host everybody at my house and everyone would leave. And I was like, I'm never doing that again. And I thought mm -hmm. there has to be a better way. So this is kind of my mantra in life. Like there has to be a better way. If that felt stressful, how can we make this easier? And so I started to learn a little bit about past etiquette and what hosting was versus what it is now. And it's just an archaic way of thinking how hosting has to be. So nowadays, you know, having help can be very small, like the candles, you know, on the table. People ask you, hey, can I bring a dish? You may give them a dish to bring. Now, if you're like me, I'm like, no, please, no. <laughs> Let me just make all of the dishes because that's my love language, right? I want to make all of the food, but I have things in my house that when they ask to help, they can. Fill the water glasses is one of them. Open the wine, right? Make sure everyone's glass is full and that they're enjoying. Little things that actually bring you a ton of help, get them actually out of your kitchen. And then in addition to that, have the party keep going. And it's not taking away from the star of the show, which is you actually hosting, right? We host to make others feel included and gather, but we also host because it's something that we're giving to others. It's an act of service in a lot of ways. And a lot of it for a hostess and people that love to host and an extrovert do it because it makes them feel good inside. And so I tried to find little things that didn't take away from me actually getting that feeling of hosting them and them enjoying it, but also that they could help. People genuinely want to help. So I had to kind of find that. The other thing that I've always done is when people come into my home, I welcome them. I have them sit down. Like I point, okay, we're going to sit over here. Like you can take a seat over here. What can I get you to drink? This is what we have. Um, and I also show them where the restroom is. So there's no like, oh, hey, where's the bathroom? Or because that's inevitably going to come up in the evening and you don't want to have to be getting up, right? It's like the kid that's like, thanks mom for dinner, but can you get me like a drink? And I also need this. And you're like, oh my gosh, I just want to sit down and eat my warm meal. Show them where the bathroom is right away. It's another good tip, hostess tip and trick. And it's also nice etiquette. Here's our restroom. Here's where you can sit and enjoy. Here's your first glass. The other thing I've really learned how to perfect is a make ahead. So for every dish I'm making while my guests are here, I have three that I've made ahead and I'm reheating and everything is smooth and effortless and still tastes just as delicious. So those are just some of my go-tos. Otherwise you get trapped in the everything is on your plate yes. um, and you want to enjoy too as a hostess. 
And I love the way you look at it too, of other people pitching in and they do, they want to come over, especially that they're not bringing a side dish or something because you've just got it nailed and handled that they can do something because they want to show their gratitude in some sort of way. So I love that you have that planned out before and it is helpful. It's like those little mundane tasks that you need done. Totally. I'm like, please light my candles. I totally forgot to do that. <laughs> and speaking of mundane tasks, I have a question about the etiquette you suggest around cleanup. Because for me, I'm one of those people that I'm getting better at leaving things overnight, but I prefer to have everything cleaned up by the end of the evening. But obviously, when you have people over, you don't want to be cleaning up. Do you just sort of leave everything? You don't want to have disposable, I'm assuming, either, because that can be like, highly tacky. So I'd love to hear your tips and tricks on that. <laughs> yes. I think you've got a good round out idea of what that's like. This is another thing I have had to like learn. Uh, I call myself a recovering type A because some of the things I've just had to let go in order to find joy. And I think that that is one of these that you speak of. Most hostesses are type A or recovering type A like me. And you just have to let go of that. I do have people clear the table so I can sit and enjoy before I go plate dessert. Because I feel like that is a nice thing. People can clear their plates. One person can do that and leave them in the kitchen. The only thing I can tell you is those dishes are a lot easier to clean in the morning with a hot cup of coffee and some good music and some good smelling soap and warm water than they are the night of where you want to feel like you can enjoy the night. I love sitting down after with my husband and being like, oh my gosh, remember when she said this and that was so funny and actually enjoying what we just created, which was a whole experience for guests and ourselves. And that gets missed if you are rushing to the kitchen to make sure it's spotless. So if you can let it go, do. And if you can't, then you know, I do recommend kind of the same thing at night. Grab a cup of coffee because it'll take you a while to get through it and turn on some good jams and maybe team up with your partner and get it done. But I have learned to just let it go and do it in the morning and enjoy my evening. I love that. Thank you. And I, really, I love that you brought up joy because I think that's the key to what you're doing is that when someone's hosting, no matter what they, how they want to do it, they do their own, but it's like, what seems fun? If the cleanup is stressing you out at night, do it in the morning. If having certain things prepared or having people, I love that because it makes it so easy. And also I think it takes away from the panic because they just stay in that. Our generation versus our parents is a little less formal. I still like some of the formal touches. I'm a little old school. My parents were older. I am a fool for Great Gatsby era. But it's like you do you. And then it's fun because everyone can have their own unique style as long as it's coming from joy. Then when you're coming from that authentic place, it's just the guests can feel it. Absolutely. I mean, you set the tone. I talked about this in my stories the other day. I was feeling overwhelmed and I do this all the time, but I'm feeling the holiday stress. Like I should be in Christmas, but I want to enjoy Thanksgiving. And I'm just so, but I talked about actually your attitude when you host anybody in your home, your joy radiates. It's what they feed off of. So if you seem stressed, they're actually probably feeling the same way. And I learned that through watching my children. It was, mm -hmm. you know, you set the tone in your family as the mom and as parents and as your marriage is going along. And so if those tones are frazzled, stressed, unhappy, like the whole unit is affected. It's the same as hosting. 
Yeah. I think my biggest hiccup, and I think a lot of my friends, is when you have multiple dishes and it's the timing. Do you come up with a kind of a beat sheet of what things should be done at on the day of and when it goes into the oven? Yes. Yeah. So I think the most, I think not pre-planning is a huge hostess mistake. I think you know, two weeks out before you're hosting an event, I'm already pre-planning my ingredients, my spices. I'm looking at my baking goods. I'm making sure I have everything in my kitchen. So when I'm running around making recipes or doing something or pre-prepping, it's all there. And so I usually do like a big purge of my pantry. I clean out my refrigerator. I clean my dishwasher, which I just posted the video on. Everything in my house two weeks out from an event is working well and is easy because that's actually where the stress comes in is when you're missing an ingredient, you don't know your menu and you're like, you know, struggling to try to put it together. And then also like your appliances don't work. <laughs> that's always, at, at the, you know, performing really well. So I try to like get the house ready two weeks out. And then the week of I'm actually, I use a format of just putting everything in a baking dish or in the dishes that I'm going to use. And I put them all on baking sheets with the recipe. So I'm ready to go. I firmly believe in the make ahead method. I make it ahead. Casseroles need to sit and marinate in what you've been included in the ingredients overnight anyway. They can be popped into the oven really easily that day of. So it's all that kind of stuff because there is a meticulous, right? You need the flowers. You need, it's not just your dishes. It's the whole experience. So having kind of a checklist for Thanksgiving, I start a month out or for holidays, I start, you know, three weeks out. But when I'm hosting like a dinner party per se, I'm about a two week out planner. And those guides I will be sharing this year as well, because I think they're really important and they have helped me so much. And I fine tuned them over all my years of hosting that I am willing to share the secret because there's no secrets. We're all in it together. <laughs> I are. And I love that you're such a come with me girl. You know, when you show up to someone's house and they're willing to share like how they made this so awesome, you're like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love that you were already setting your table and some people that's like, oh my God, I'm behind the ball. But it helps because if you have a separate dining room, setting a table brings me so much joy and makes me excited about the whole experience and can take the stress out. So I thought that was really genius of how you did that. And I absolutely love you shared the other day about the different colored wine glasses. I'm like, oh my gosh, cold and flu season. Genius, genius. And so fun. Yes. Yeah. So fun and colorful it brings color to the table. So I tend to just like go out in my yard. Actually, you guys can come join me on stories this weekend, but I'm just going to go pick like pine and pine cones and berry, like things that are just in my yard, fall leaves. And I decorate my table with nature. I think a lot of people pour a lot of money into the tablescape and really it's just inviting everything in. And right now we're just celebrating all of the leaves changing and all of the beauty that's outside. Like, why don't we have them on our table? <laughs> yeah. So I will walk you guys through it, but yeah, starting to set the table and then the wine glasses, I found some great ones, which I'm so happy about. They're sold out, but when they come back in, I'll let you guys know. But the different color wine glasses, I think is a classier way than the little wine rings that everyone then has to put on. And then inevitably I've had a few go down my garbage disposal oh. as I am yeah. washing yeah. wine glasses. And I was like, there's gotta be a better way. 
let's just buy colored glass wine glasses. (laughs) I am so loving and borrowing your mantra because I too think that. And sometimes I'm racking my brain of what the better way is. But I always think that when I'm kind of running into the same wall with my kids or entertaining or anything, I'm like, come on, there's gotta be, it's I'm, I'm doing, usually I'll do it not the right way first. And then I'll learn and progress and evolve. But I love that so much. And then Also just for the holidays and everything with like family and prepping for guests and overnight guests. Again, I love that you're getting ahead of the ball. Is there a couple other tips you can share just for like the season of other things people could do that really pops up, brings that anxiety and that they can avoid? Yeah. So a lot of people are either A, going to be traveling or they are going to be hosting family or friends. And so one thing I always like to do is set up an area for my guests to serve themselves in the morning. I want to wake up when I want to wake up. I don't want to feel like I need to get up at 5am and make coffees and lattes and like, where's your tea and whose is this? So what I do is I just ask my guests to fill out a little form that I have that lets me know like how they take their coffee, what milk they need. And then I set it all up downstairs. I have a little refrigerator in their room and I have a little coffee maker and everything kind of like a makeshift area for them. You don't have that. That's okay too. You can always just buy one of those tea kettles that has the hot water that they they plug into the wall. They can make tea or instant coffee with that too, but I like them to be able to wake up and have their morning. So I'm not rushing out with my kids. Like who needs coffee? I mean, I can barely get my coffee (laughs) with my kids in the morning. I'm like, okay, mommy needs coffee before we do the talkie talkie you know so I'm always like we've got to get on to the next thing please so for them I want them to wake up you know stay in their pajamas read their book set a good intention like they can help themselves downstairs to their morning drink which is crucial to a lot of people and then when they're ready to emerge or when they hear little footsteps upstairs they can come join us so that is one thing I do like to do and I do leave them a little welcome basket that has their favorite products which is also on that little sheet like you know, do you want two pillows or one pillow? It's just like my little guest checklist. And I just call it like the Jake's guest list, like welcome to our home. And I just send it in an email and they just send it back to me and it's easy and done. So I'm not so worried that they don't have what they need. I want their room to be completely set up. And that little basket has little snacks and other things that they've asked for, or I know are their favorites. There's nothing wrong with asking somebody hey, what do you prefer? And that way you're ahead of the game. They feel like they've been heard and listened to and are really welcomed because everything they've shared with you was right there for them. And it actually takes off the pressure of morning hosting when you have overnight guests, even if it's family. I love the concept of this basket. It's funny because we had friends visit our home. We were out of town and they had come into town. They stayed with other friends, but she had mentioned was or they were saying they had this beautiful gift basket that was given in a similar manner to what you just said. I'm curious to know what else you might add other than the basic things that are on the checklist. Are there sort of these little nice to have tidbits that you just are like, this is a must have in every gift basket that I'll leave a guest that's coming to my home? Yeah. So one of them is earplugs. If you have children, Um, I'm always like, you never know, but Some people are just not used to the noise or like my brother lives in the city. So when he comes here, he's like, it's eerily quiet. So I leave a little noise machine down in his room because people are used to different sleeping arrangements. And my biggest thing is I want them to sleep well because well-rested people are happier people. So earplugs or a white noise machine is usually always down in my guest rooms. And then 
I always love to put like a little travel kit. So it has like what you would have in a hotel, right? Minus the shampoo and the conditioner, but it has like a little sewing kit just in case. It has an extra toothbrush and an extra little tube of toothpaste and some face wash, just like a travel size, just in case they need it. And then another thing I always love to provide is a linen spray. And I know that sounds crazy, but some people just like love a like lavender mist on their bed. And commonly I missed it for them before they come. And people always say like, oh, my bed smelled so good. What was that? And I'm like, it's this, it's actually in your little welcome bag. So it's just something that like creates that comfort. I also do leave them pairs of slippers because <laughs> slippers are like crucial. So those are things that are kind of like, they're always there, whether it be summer, holidays, like you name it. Those are the things that are always part of a welcome basket. This is so genius, especially with the morning, because I think also being a guest, you feel so bad. You don't want to put anyone out. And then I know we've stayed at friends' houses since we moved and they're awesome and we're so close, but I'm also like, are they up yet? I don't know. I don't want to bug them. Do I make noise? Da -da -da -da. And so it's, it takes all that anxiety out for both sides. And then you're like, okay, you get to have your moment. You get to have your caffeine, whatever you need. And then you don't, you kind of create that space, which I love. That is so good. Love the checklist. Also making them feel so welcome and so wanted by like having everything that's theirs. I remember my mom asked people before they came, like, what is your favorite thing to drink? What is this? You know, and it took the anxiety out of it for her because she would know they would have their favorite things there and she wouldn't have to be like, oh gosh, do they like this? I'm always like, are you red or white? <laughs> like the biggest, I mean, of course, alcohol is a big priority for me when entertaining. And I love, I, it's just, it's so well thought out. And again, it just takes, it makes it more easy and you found the better way which is just getting ahead of it and, and being so thoughtful. It's awesome. And I love how much you talk about the air fryer and the crock pot. I also wanted to see, I, I mean, I feel like I've almost seen all your posts, but when family's coming in, I know we're having my sister-in-law's family. She has three grown boys. It's intimidating. I have three littles. What are some good, but not so spendy meals or ideas to make for a big group of people? So that's an awesome question. I keep my air fryer for like reheating a lot of leftovers during that time because inevitably you're going to be cooking for crowds and then having leftovers and they just taste better in the air fryer. It crisps them up. Don't turn on the oven. Like that air fryer for leftovers is key. But I do, especially during cold months like this, the crock pot should always have like a chili or some sort of healthy protein soup. And then that way people can come self-serve themselves all day long. So right, I wake up, I grab a cup of coffee, I throw everything in the crock pot and I let people know, hey, lunch is over here. When you're ready for it, it'll be done at noon come serve yourself and my crock pot is I have a large one and then I also have the smaller version and so I can actually do two at one time if I needed if I have a vegetarian or something like that but for group crock pot's great because you can set it and forget it and you're already on to your next meal which is dinner and then they have it all ready to go breakfast to me is always something like fun like two ways I go I either prep acorn squash bowls which is on my feed but you basically just take an acorn squash you cook them and then you can make these ahead by the way and reheat them the next day so it's nice and easy you scoop out all of the flesh of the squash and you add it to like a sausage with some onion and celery so it's like a savory you can add an egg really easy to it 
but you've got it ready to go and you put it back in the little acorn squash and you serve it as a bowl. And then you can say, how would you like your eggs? So all I'm making that morning is eggs. <laughs> like that's it. And that's easy for a hostess to do for breakfast. And it can serve quite a few people and it's hearty. The other thing I love to do is a giant cinnamon roll skillet. I will take pre-made cinnamon rolls and I will unroll them. It's on my feet. It's a giant cinnamon roll and people can just take from it. So you have to sort of think about like, what is something I do think about like dessert is typically like a pie or you make one thing for everybody. So this is kind of like my mantra. Like if I make one thing for everybody and it's out and ready to go, and low maintenance for me. That's all I want. I want a one pan and done. I want one thing to do and I want one thing to clean. So those are all really good ones. And the air fryer then can be for leftovers or if somebody doesn't finish theirs or need to reheat it, it will just crisp it up. And you can always just say like, pop it in the air fryer for you know eight minutes at 350 and you're good to go. So those are just things I always have out on my counter. People can always go and do, and I can actually focus on getting dinner ready to go. And I'm not washing dishes all day or running the dishwasher and all that jazz. So genius. I didn't even think about the crock pot for lunch and getting it in. And then it takes the weight off of when you're prepping for dinner and it's like, Hey, it's over here. Here's your setup. Oh my gosh. I love that. Cause it is, it's, it's hard when you're, when you're just having to provide so much food and then you're like, Oh my gosh, like I just was already getting overwhelmed. So that really helps. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Soup one day, chili one day, nailing mm -hmm. it. Okay. Awesome. And then I also wanted to talk about the other side, being the guest and you have so many good tips for travel. And then also you had some cute posts on being the guest and what to bring and being helpful that way. Yeah, you got it. So I'm sorry to be interrupting this super fun and helpful episode with Nicole. Part two will be released on December 1st, so be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when it's available because it's jam-packed with more amazing tips for the holidays and travel and hosting. Nicole is just nothing short of delightful. Just a reminder to join us live on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Instagram at Thriving Family Podcast and... If you subscribe and leave a review for our podcast, you'll be entered to win in our free giveaway. You can learn more about it at the end of this episode. It's also the perfect gift for the holidays. Hope you've enjoyed this episode so far and that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you again for joining us today. We know how many other things you could be doing and it means the world to us that you're here. We hope you always get something valuable from our podcast and that you feel supported. If you have a question for us about our content or anything else, please leave it in your review of this podcast, or you can send us an email or DM us on Instagram. We're here for you. So let us know what topics would be helpful and that you're interested in. You can join our membership by clicking on the link in the show notes. You are never alone in parenting and we're here to support you at every stage. If you know anyone that would be inspired or supported by this podcast, please share it with them. We provide content every week. So please subscribe wherever you're listening from. If you leave a review, you'll have the opportunity to win a gift that we absolutely love. We're so excited about this giveaway. We only introduce brands to our community that align with our values. And Barbara and I both love the Now Tone Therapy System. This yoga for your mind is one of the most simple ways to relax, relieve stress and anxiety. The creators recommend listening twice a day for only three minutes to receive these benefits or to listen as often as you like. And if you buy them, there's a risk-free three-month trial period. 
What we like best about Now Tone Therapy System is that it's something everyone can make time for. My family likes to listen first thing in the morning and at the end of each day. It's the easiest and most relaxing path to mindfulness daily. We'll link to this amazing product in the show notes below. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next time.